Welcome to the Citizens for Health radio show on Building Fortunes Radio with your hosts, Jim Turner and Peter Mingles. Make sure you check us out by clicking on the Citizens for Health radio show link on buildingfortunesradio.com. That's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. Citizens for Health provides over 100,000 supporters with consumer news, action alerts, and opportunities to take action. For nearly two decades, Citizens for Health has been a nonprofit pioneer in the natural health freedom movement. The Citizens for Health Education Foundation offers tools to inform the public of health issues and educate and influence policymakers. Jim Turner is here to spread the word about some of the most interesting topics that can affect your world, from the dangers of mislabeled or dangerous products to the questions and concerns of vaccines. You'll want to listen to Jim as he speaks on behalf of Citizens for Health. And now, on to our show with Jim Turner and Peter Mingles. Take it away, Peter. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. This is our very special Citizens for Health radio show. We started this radio show, I think it was back in 2013, so well over a decade ago, with uh, James or Jim Turner. He's an attorney over in Washington, D.C., when he was very active. And after he passed away, um, I was running some replays of this radio show during that same spot because Jim Turner has some great insight on a lot of great things. And any radio show that you listen from him, I promise you, regardless of whatever level you think you might be at, you're going to learn something. So I always enjoyed running the radio shows with Jim. And like I said, after he uh, passed, I think he, I think he was 79 when he passed away, I was running the radio shows, but I kept in touch with some people from his office. So it's citizens for health is the organization. Citizens.org is the website. So I was keeping in touch with different people and I was kind of asking in a polite, begging way, you know, could could you guys please continue? This is such really great information. You have um, obviously a pulse or feeling of what's going on. And I reached out. James Gormley, who's on here right now, called me back, and we started to do this radio show in 2024 for those people that might be listening in. But I haven't made it a priority to change our intro where we talk about Jim Turner because I think he's always with us one way or another. So he's a great man, lots of great stuff. You can go back to any, I promise you, go back to Citizens uh, Radio Show that we've done on buildingforgeradio.com forward slash citizens, and you can listen to anyone randomly, and I promise you're going to learn a lot because I might say something that might prompt a rant from Jim, which would be just amazing, or I might say something that revealed my lack of knowledge or complete ignorance, I'll be honest, in certain areas, and he would just say, well, really, well, that's not really exactly the way it went. And because he was such a um, uh, unbelievable gentleman and been around for so long, he knew the cycles of history and the history behind a whole bunch of things. So it was really great. So we are continuing the legacy of Jim Turner here with James Gormley. So, James, thanks for being here on your own radio show. My pleasure. Thanks for, for having me. Well, we were talking about what we're going to talk about today, and I was thinking about an article that mm-hmm. I had recent, recently read, and um, I, I don't mind you know, dropping websites or dropping names of where I get some of the resources that I get, but I was a little disappointed in this one, so I'm going to say it anyway. <clears throat> I was reading something on medpagestoday.com. They have a great newsletter, come up with a lot of really great stuff, and when I was reading it, I, I read that somebody said something about the spread of misinformation has really helped the misinformation people big time 
uh, based on some filings that they filed with their tax records. So I was like, oh, really? I could just imagine what this looks like. And when I went there, I saw people like they, they were criticizing people like um, – and by the way, we have a little bit of an echo. Um, we, they were criticizing people like Dell Bigtree, who runs a website called The High Wire, who's probably done more things about vaccines than anybody else on the planet. And they were criticizing him for being the spreader of misinformation and the idea that they you know, are making a lot of money – or, I'm sorry, raising a lot of money. They're probably not making a lot of money. They're raising a lot of money um, based on their thing. And I'm like, you know, this whole misinformation thing. Um, transpires not only into vaccines and the health industry, but it also goes into elections. It goes into a whole bunch of other issues as well. And there seems to be a real censorship um, of people that don't talk about the, the way the narrative wants to talk about it. And another thing that I've witnessed is the idea of the total takeover of the pharmaceutical industry in the media and Basically, I understand why, because they pay a lot of money for commercials, and they pay a lot of money for a whole bunch of other things. Um, and that's why the newspapers and the radio shows and everything else like that are beholden to them. But I'm not really sure if the general population really understands how much the pharmaceutical industry contributes to the government or, you know, the media and or maybe even your doctor. And by the way, I hear, I hear a little bit of a background, so I don't, uh, or hear a little bit of an echo, so I don't know if you switched over to something, but <clears throat> it's coming through pretty bad now. So it, I think it just went away. Okay, so whatever, your, whatever buttons you might be pushing, it kind of went away. So back to this conversation, let's talk about um, either misinformation or government influence and whether we want to talk about supplements or we want to talk about vaccines or anything else we can talk about with that. But um, let's kind of open up today's topic relative to government and regulations and maybe nutritional supplements or things along that line. Sure. Um, well, you mentioned about the um, – uh, I think you were touching on initially the um, there's some sort of a initiative or program – um, called uh, Trusted Voices. Um, yeah, so I, and I'm, I, only because I can jump in on that real quick. Yes. I was, I was watching Del Bigtree on the website, thehighwire.com. He does something every Thursday. And this is when – now, Del, if you, if you noticed from our intro, we, we mentioned the word vaccines, and, I, and vaccines were, were mentioned when Jim – this was the very first intro we did with Jim Turner, so that was mentioned back in 2013. So we've been talking about vaccines for a real long time. And I've been getting education, of course, through Jim Turner for a real long time about vaccines. And I found Del Bigtree, who made the movie Vaxxed, was somebody who was really bringing a spotlight on the questions about vaccines. Well, while I was watching him, <clears throat> sometimes people say things and they drop a phrase or a voice or a name. And Jeffrey Jackson does a Jackson report, and they said something. he said something about the billions of dollars they're spending on a government program called Trusted Voices to be a campaign to spread the good news about why people should be taking the COVID vaccine. So the cool thing about this is you don't have to um, wonder whether this is true or not. You can do your own research. If you look for Trusted Voices, government program, vaccine, COVID in your search engines, you'll find that in the first round, they, the government paid over $10 billion of your taxpayer dollars uh, or the ones that they printed 
to spread the word about vaccines. So for those people that were wondering in 2021 when the vaccine came out for COVID, um, why are these commercials all over the place? You had everything from, you know, every commercial, every influencer. It was being spoken about on uh, baseball, hockey, I'm pretty sure, football, definitely. It was all over the place about you got to get your vaccines. Not Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, everybody's promoting it. Your favorite influencers are making songs, commercials, the unbelievable Stephen Colbert, if you ever remember seeing that one, the highlights of the dancing vaccines. It was all over the place. And you'd say, were these people just enthusiastic? The answer is no. They were paid. They were paid, and they were paid Mm -hmm. at government rates, which is always overpaying. So check it out yourself, Trusted Voices, and you can find lots of things written. It was right in your face. They're on, right, right now, I just did it again. They're, in New Mexico, if you're in New Mexico, nmhealth.org, right? nm, like New Mexico Health.org, you can see it right there. State launches new website for Trusted Voices campaign in May of 2021. It was right there all in front of you. So if you weren't promoting vaccines, you were spreading misinformation. If you were questioning vaccines, you were questioning And that was considered misinformation. And you were probably, um, you know, uh, gone after, fined, or worse. You lost your license, you know, the whole thing that most of us lived right through. So that was a little bit about the backdrop for those people that might be unfamiliar with trusted voices. So back to you. Yeah, no, well, that's a a good, um, very good overview. Yeah, it's just trust us. We're from the government. We're here to help. Uh, Yeah, it's – even these terms originated out of it. These, these terms, these these labels like uh, vaccine hesitancy or um, vaccine denial, or or you know, it, it basically you became a pariah uh, in in society, at least according to the government, if you didn't uh, toe the party line, uh, toe the the government narrative, and the crazy thing is the government, the U S government um, funded, as we all know, the uh, gain of function research um, in China at the Wuhan, I think it's for, uh, for virology, if I'm not mistaken, but at the, um, you know, a research facility in, in, in Wuhan, China, um, we funded it. The NIH funded that research or contributed to, that research, maybe even controlled the research. I'm not really sure which, but they certainly were involved in in supporting that that very dangerous research that sort of um, took, I guess, uh, bat DNA or um, and uh, et cetera, and basically saw how it could be transmittable as, I guess, I don't know, maybe we were developing a bioweapon. I'm not really clear why you would want to see if it could be transmitted to humans if you change the DNA, if you change its, uh, uh, these vectors, if you change their um, configuration. But, yeah, they, they found out it could work, and either, either that lab uh, released it on purpose, which would be one of the most horrible uh, – experiments, uh, epidemiological experiments in the history of mankind, or it just out of human incompetence, which I think is probably more likely, 
that it basically escaped from the labs. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the movie uh, Resident Evil, <laughs> with uh, you know where you had uh, people turn into zombies. So that was a little bit uh, almost a similar scenario, you know, where you have a, a chemical agent, a biological agent, I should say, which winds up escaping into the population. So in any case, so so the U.S. government on the one hand is funding funded the research that led to the disease working with one of our greatest adversaries communist china uh which is again inexplicable why would why would a country work on bioweapons research with sort of a a sworn enemy uh, i don't mean the chinese people i'm saying i'm talking about the chinese the chinese government uh why would we work with with them. But in any case, we did. And then the disease is uh, unleashed, and we saw the, the global effects of, of the disease, of that particular flu, COVID. Um, and then we do a campaign to, we fast track vaccines um, to, uh, to attack it, to, you know, from a, molecular, from a genetic standpoint, like messenger RNA, uh, out of at a very basic level, a very um, at the genetic level, which is which is which is very very dangerous um, to do that. Fast tracked it uh, with very little safety um, documentation or proof, um, and then we also we and I say we, I mean the U.S. government and the administration. Um, basically came up with this campaign of having these secret dealings uh, or meetings with and uh, uh, mandates and requests to social media companies to suppress what they called misinformation about the vaccine and to either shadow ban, outright ban, take down anybody who was questioning about the vaccine, whether or about the, the origin of the disease, or where it came from, its effects, and then just people who were questioning about the, the safety of the vaccine itself. So, I mean, that, that, that's, that's the crazy, crazy scenario that we have uh, right there. Well, I know as I was following this, um, there was, like you said, <clears throat> there was the, the real big push to come out with a vaccine very quickly. And now I'm not a scholar at many things, if, if, if any, but when I was reading about what they were doing, I was um, scrolling through and all of a sudden as I'm reading, but I had a biology and a, I was a biology major, a chemistry major, so I knew a little bit about biology and chemistry and things along that line. And um, as I was reading about this new vaccine they were coming out with, I was expecting, okay, we, we've isolated the COVID virus. This is what I was expecting. We isolated the COVID virus. We've, we've been testing a weakened COVID virus like they do with smallpox um, or stuff like that, chickenpox. And then they've, you know, they have this thing already planned. And as I'm starting to read this, I read, uh, okay, this new vaccine is mRNA. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, excuse, like I literally, as I was reading through it, mm -hmm. I stopped immediately and I said, 
what? What what did I just read? mRNA? They're playing God. They're they're playing God because there's a there's a lot of things that I know. And I know if I'm and this is like one of my favorite catchphrases, I'm smart enough to in areas where you need to be an expert, I'm smart enough to probably hurt myself. So if I know how to like maybe add water to the dispenser for the windshield washer in a car, I mean, I'm smart enough to be able to open up the hood, be able to get the water out, kind of fill that stuff up. But I am not an expert, which means that I can't be pulling out wires or taking out parts or screwing things or unscrewing things or stuff like that, adding stuff on. So when I read that, I said, oh, my God, mRNA, we're tainting with, we're tainting with genes. This is gene yeah. therapy. So if you go back in and you start to research gene therapy, now this is, again, before they started taking things down. There was a lot of stuff on this mRNA stuff on the Internet that was damaging. By the way, the Internet's been cleansed of a lot of the damage that you could have, or a lot of the stuff that you could have seen in 2020 or 2019 or 2018. Sometimes you can go back to the Wayback Machine and be able to find some of this stuff. But the reality was, is I started doing some research, and I'm like, mRNA, this stuff has never worked. Every time they have done this, every time, not almost every time, like every time they've done this, the ending was not good. Like, if the ending was not good, and now they're going to be doing this for real on people in mass globally, there's something seriously wrong with this like this just doesn't make any sense and it was kind of right. like you know somebody taunting us if you will like well we're going to do it anyway you know because there's billions and billions and billions of dollars at stake here and then <clears throat> when they started coming out with this the terms social distancing i'm like what the hell is that <laughs> like what's the huge you guys are, <laughs> you guys you guys must have gone to msu msu is the university which is called make stuff up so you're going to the Make Stuff Up University, and then they're doing things with masks. And I'm like, wait a minute. Viruses are, like, way smaller than the holes in the mask. I mean, what, what are we doing here? And then, oh, no, you don't even need a mask. You could use, like, your handkerchief, or you could use your bandana. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, it, it was crazy at that time. But for whatever reason, the agenda was pushed, and there's lots of conspiracy or real reasons why it was pushed. But the, the most important thing that I think came out of all that was really good but bad is that you cannot trust what your government is promoting. You cannot trust what you see on an ad. You cannot trust what you might read in a, on a website anymore. And that was highlighted by COVID. And, uh, and you know, we'll get a little political here, the elections. Same thing, you can't, really, um, you can't really trust anything. But let's kind of circle back and talk a little bit about supplements because mm -hmm. COVID just was a great way to show everybody for real that there's propaganda. Um, and it, propaganda might not be going your way and it might be paid for and it might not have your best interest in it. But this has probably been going on for a real long time with nutritional supplements. So even though it was revealed now, Talk to us about how it might have been displayed before with nutritional supplements or yeah. nutritional products, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, whether it's um, 
what the hell was the uh what was the sweetener that um what's his name in the White House was pushing? What was it? Oh was it um it, it, was it uh, sucralose, okay. Splenda? Yeah, sucralose asp asp what is it, aspartame? Yeah, or aspartame. Uh, yep. 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 So, you know, all those types of issues, mm-hmm. you know, those things have been yep. pushed and promoted with propaganda for yep. a long time. So talk to us a little bit yeah, about that. Um, so as far as uh, supplements, yeah, that that is a very good area to look at in terms of um, looking at what big government has done. Uh, and I hate to use the, the um, – uh, military-industrial complex. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm part of the tinfoil hat brigade, but but there is a there is a confluence um, or convergence of of vested interests, and many people have made a very good case, including our constitutional attorney uh, Jonathan Emord, who I know we're gonna we're gonna have on uh, program short. Um, over the next uh, several days. Um, If you look at the fact that the FDA, their budget, a vast percentage of their budget is funded by user fees provided by pharmaceutical companies uh, in terms of the fees they have to pay the FDA in reviewing drugs before they are... um, I don't even want to say deemed. Well, I should say deemed safe. Doesn't mean that they are safe. Um, so, so you have the, the the FDA, which is captured by by industry, um, and you also have the FDA, which has a very clear bias, and has since the well, really since the 1960s, it's been on display. Um, has had a clear bias against nutritional supplements, against uh, health foods, against nutritional supplements, against um, nutritional nutritional and herbal botanical ingredients, against homeopathy. Um, so they've had this this almost an animus, but they certainly have had a a, a very clear bias against. Um, these products, which are which are basically, which, if we're talking about supplements, we're talking about a a, a category of food. We're not we're not talking about uh, over-the-counter drugs or prescription drugs or what have you. We're we're talking about basically foods or in, food ingredients that are combined together um, in capsules or tablets. That's what we're lar- largely talking about. And the FDA has shown time and again. Um, couple of huge battles, which I've mentioned in a previous program, but um, one big battle in 19, between the 1960s and early 70s where uh, the, the health food industry almost got shut down um, basically by these restrictive um, these restrictions that the FDA was trying to put into place. Um, and then again in the, um, in the 1990s, um, there was that other big battle for, for uh, Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, um, which um, I mean, which led to the uh, passage of that act. Um, but yeah, it's it's the FDA has has shown, um, uh, and along with a very um, credulous media, the the mass media has has 
loves, I don't know why, I guess because it's easier to talk about uh, supposed uh, scandals or what have you, or to call to call the dietary supplement industry the Wild West, which it's not. Um, the, the, the vast majority of companies in the dietary supplement industry are, ve- are very responsible. Um, the industry as a whole is very well regulated. People say, oh, well, you know, the products aren't approved by the FDA. Well, they don't need to be approved by the FDA. They're, they're a category of foods. So the question is, what about manufacturers? And there are many, many different standards, good manufacturing practices, Nutrition Labeling and Education Act of 1990, uh, the Diet- Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act of 1994. There are many laws and regulations and guide, guidelines that the industry has to follow. So it is a very well, I would say over-regulated, but it's a very well-regulated industry. Um, so for, the, for these reports to keep coming out, one, one came out recently over the last several days about, oh, you know, the industry, uh, the supplement industry is the Wild West, all these crazy, pro- crazy products and all this stuff. It's not. It's not a wild west. It's 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 a very um, thank thank God that we have the dietary supplement industry, that we have natural products, that we have dietary supplements, that we have nutritional ingredients, that we have homeopathy, that we have alternative medicine and integrative treatment options for people. Because if we didn't, boy, if we think we're if you think the health of the, of, of Americans is and you know it is a problem right now if we didn't have any of those options and and products and treatments available we'd be in a much worse state as as a country absolutely well we only have a couple of minutes left uh we mentioned or you mentioned something about jonathan emord so why don't you give us a little bit of a teaser about jonathan his background and what might be going on we got about two minutes yeah so uh so Jonathan Emord, um, thanks to him, we have the qualified health claim. He, I think he beat, he beat the FDA in court. I don't know if it was – I'll have to ask him again. I don't know if it was six times or eight times, but many times he's, he's called the uh, FDA dragon slayer. Um, he's a constitutional attorney uh, in Virginia, and he um, – yeah, he's um, one of the, the, the strongest and most articulate voices we have. He's been fighting for, uh, really, well, really for consumers, um, but, you know, w- w- with cases that were brought to him by different dietary supplement industry clients, he's been f- fighting for all of us over the years. He's also running for, uh, for the U.S. Senate in Virginia. And, um, yeah, and he's, he's a very, very powerful voice, and he agreed to come on to uh, our program here. Uh, we just, we have to just work out the logistics of it. It'll be very shortly, um, probably over the next several days. And um, yeah, so I'm looking for very much looking forward to having him uh, join the program. Yeah. So for those people, Emord is spelled E-M-O-R-D, as in David. So you can find him if you look for Jonathan Emord. He's got tons of uh, YouTube videos up there, at least a few of them that you can you can find. He did some speaking for us when I was the president of the Distributor Rights Association. I had just got uh, 
basically elected as the president. Rod Cook was the MLM watchdog, for those people familiar with this. And we had Jonathan there, and it was the first time I'd ever heard of him. I've been a big fan of him ever since. He's got um, he's a, definitely a constitutionalist, if, if that's a word. But he's done a mm-hmm. whole bunch of things for consumer rights, dietary supplements, and all that. He's a, he's, he, he could be our hero, for sure. But let's do this. Let's wrap this up. And then we're going to play this one again for replays for people because there was a lot of good information is here as far as some things that you can go check out on your own. And we'll be back and we'll let you know what's going on with Jonathan Emord. So check him out if you go to uh, citizens.org, C-I-T-I-Z-E-N-S.org. You'll be able to find the website for Citizens for Health. And James Gornley, thanks for being here on this radio show. We'll catch everybody next week. Thanks, everyone. Yep, my pleasure. Thanks, James. Thank you. You've been listening to the Citizens for Health radio show, brought to you by Citizens for Health on buildingfortunesradio.com with Jim Turner and Peter Mingles. Thanks for listening. For nearly two decades, Citizens for Health has been a nonprofit pioneer in the natural health freedom movement. Go to www.citizens.org to learn more and always listen in to Building Fortunes Radio, where our special host, Jim Turner, shares crucial information about many of the most important issues that affect your world. Citizens for Health provides over 100,000 supporters with consumer news, action alerts, and opportunities to take action. So listen in, get involved, and help spread the word. Be sure to check out the BuildingFortunesRadio.com website to hear more Citizens for Health segments with Jim Turner and Peter Meagle. And read about what's new on www.citizens.org. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. Jim Turner, Peter, and I want to say thanks for listening and ask you to go spread the word. Tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.